Arthur's Pass. Arthur's Pass Arthur's Pass is the most commercially important alpine pass in the Canterbury region of New Zealand's South Island. It's certainly the only one with a regular train service, stopping at a rather Swiss-style mountain station at the pass. The A-frame design has paintings on the ceiling inside. Arthur's Pass train station. Photo by Francis Valence, Heritage Warrior, June 22, 2015, CCBY 2.0 via Wikimedia Commons. View from inside the Arthur's Pass train station by DB That's Me, February 27, 2010, CC by SA 3.0, via Wikimedia Commons The train service is a scenic excursion train called the Transalpine. In the South Island north of Christchurch, the Coastal Pacific and the Transalpine normally run daily services, year-round in the case of the Transalpine but not in winter in the case of the Coastal Pacific. The Transalpine, Christchurch Greymouth, and Coastal Pacific, Christchurch Picton. Map by Jkin 997, CC by SA 3.0 via Wikimedia Commons. Both services terminate in Christchurch. Once you get there, by car via the Transalpine Scenic Excursion Train Service, you will find that are lots of tramps and other things that can be done in the pass. Here's a map from an excellent New Zealand Department of Conservation, DOC, brochure called Discover Arthur's Pass. Trail map from Discover Arthur's Pass, brochure, New Zealand Department of Conservation, 2019. CC by SA 4.0. There are also lots of heritage trails and other things to do in the town itself and they are described in the brochure Discover Arthur's Pass. You can download the full brochure Discover Arthur's Pass from DOC's webpage on Arthur's Pass National Park. The local website arthurspass.com is also informative in more general terms, and carries a link to the brochure as well. Just off the map above, to the north, is the Temple Basin Ski Field, which is also good as a hike in summer. The Temple Basin Track is described in the brochure and also in DOC's webpage on half-day walks in Arthur's Pass according to which, as of the date I accessed the following quote, March 18, 2021, the track up to Temple Basin is a nature photographer's dream, a nature photographer's dream, the track zigzags up the hill to an open tussock basin and the Temple Basin ski club buildings. On a clear day you get magnificent views of Mount Rolston across the valley. Some tips about places to stay and to eat, and things to do in terms of places to stay, there was a place called the Sanctuary which looked quite cheap. There is camping for NC $8 a night, and the best place to camp if you want to sleep in your car and not pitch a tent is by the visitor center, at the Avalanche Creek campsite. There is a huge shelter called the Avalanche Creek Shelter where people can cook, and there are public toilets not far from the Arthur's Pass Railway Station. And of course there are the more expensive motel options available. You can eat at the Arthur's Pass store and also at the Wobbly Kia W. Kitch had better coffee, but I ate at the Atira Hotel. There are plenty of short walks to do from the Avalanche Creek campsite. There's a waterfall at the Devil's Punch Bowl, that's about half an hour. And then there are the historic walks, and a walk to the Dot Bridal Vale Falls and then over to Jack's Hut. And the Chimney Lake Dobson Memorial. On the other side, I did the Mount Billy Track. These are all within an hour to an hour and a half. And then you can go up to the Arthur's Pass Lookout, where you can get a great view of the Atira Viaduct and Sikia. Avalanche Peak is a one-day walk and that is the most climbed peak in the country. What really astounded me was the number of huts around here. I would like to walk to Carrington Hut, five hours up the Waimakariri River. And from there, to cross the Taipwadi River and do the the three passes route, of Harmon Pass, Whitehorn Pass and Browning Pass slash Nodi Rorika. This route, so alpine that it's recommended only to do it in summer, 
involves crossing a permanent ice field with crevasses at the Whitehorn Pass. What an amazing hike that would be, though only if your skills are up to it of course. The DOC page on the three passes route is full of tips on how to do it as safely as possible. Carrington Hut at the far right edge, Clough Cableway and the three passes route. Linz via NZ Topo Map, CC by SA 4.0. And a lot of people go to the Carroll Hut just past Atira. That's a three-hour hike above the Atira River to Cali Saddle, which the hut sits alongside. But all adventure aside, I enjoyed the Atira Hotel. Craigie Burn and Kuratahiti, Castle Hill. Before you get to Arthur's Pass, traveling westward from Christchurch, if you are traveling by road you go through Porter's Pass, which is 920 meters or just over 3,000 feet above sea level. That's higher than the township of Arthur's Pass, which sits at 739 meters or 2,425 feet, and coincidentally the same height as the Arthur's Pass summit, also 920 meters. Between the two passes, you drive through an upland landscape of lakes and river flats, cold, bleak and bracing. There are four ski fields in this part of Canterbury, Porter Ski Area, Mount Cheeseman, Broken River, and Craigieburn. There is also the Craigieburn Forest Park with its many tramping tracks. Check out DOC's webpage on Craigieburn Forest Park. But probably the most culturally important thing that you will come to, between the two passes, is Kuratahiti, also known as Castle Hill, beside the main road to Arthur's Pass. I hesitate to call Kuratahiti Castle Hill. Not only because it is very sacred to Maori and should therefore have its proper name, but also because there are castle hills everywhere in New Zealand and even two others in the very same area, I believe, so it gets confusing. Kuratahiti means treasure from afar and refers to the cultivation of kumara or sweet potatoes in this area, unusually far south for kumara cultivation but very sunny and sheltered between the rock ks. The area was long used for shelter from the biting local winds by humans as well and has traces of 500-year-old charcoal drawings done by the Waitaha people, early Maori of the South Island Akuratahiti, or Castle Hill. You can see the castle-like proportions of the elk drops in relation to the figures on the tracks. An information sign a rather informal-looking path between the rocks at Castle Hill slash Kuratahiti the author, there the Kuratahiti access tract is a loop behind the stones of Kuratahiti a loop which goes close to the top of Castle Hill, also 920 meters. Kuratahiti is quite close to Craigieburn Forest Park and very close to a locality called Castle Hill Village, from which a number of other tracks go up into the hills including the local Leith Hill Loop Track and the Hogs Back Track that leads to Mount Cheeseman, Broken River and Craigieburn Ski Fields, and to Craigieburn Forest Park more generally. Here's a story on Kuratahiti, from the pages of New Zealand Geographic nsgeo.com slash stories slash the rocks of Castle Hill. You can also look up DOC's webpage on the Kuratahiti Conservation Area, as the site is officially known. By the way, you have to go by road to get to Kuratahiti, as the Transalpines line takes another route through these parts, through a district called Voka, which has an interesting history of its own to do with now-defunct coal mines. A difficult pass to keep open the name Arthur's Pass refers to Arthur Dobson the explorer who supposedly discovered it, though it goes without saying that the Maori generally knew of all the larger features of the interior, including its useful mountain passes. In the case of the pass that would be called Arthur's, Dobson and his party were told where to go, in a friendly manner, by a Rangatira, chief, named Terabui. Though it formed part of a traditional trail, the pass presented engineering difficulties for anyone who proposed to build a road or a railway. 
Indeed, its advocates were lampooned by those who favored other routes, such as Browning Pass. An 1865 cartoon representing supporters of the Arthur's Pass route as deluded and drunk, from Punch and Canterbury, Alexander Turnbull Library. Natlib.government.nz slash record slash 2309110 The difficulties and expense were so great that there was no railway until 1923, when a rail tunnel through the summit of the pass between Arthur's Pass Township on the Canterbury side and Atira on the west coast side was completed. At more than 8.5 kilometers, 5.3 miles, the Atira tunnel was one of the longest in the world at the time. People on one side of the mountains would peer down the tunnel to get an idea of weather conditions on the other side. As for the road, though it was built earlier, it clung to the side of the mountains over the same stretch and was regularly wiped out by landslides. Indeed, the skeptics had the last laugh in a way, when, after about 130 years the government gave up on trying to repair the worst section and replaced it with a 440-meter-long Atira viaduct. The Atira viaduct, with two Kia parrots in the foreground the Kia, minor men is of the mountains I was sitting there admiring this marvel of engineering when my rubber-soled sandal was attacked by Kia parrots, Nestor notabilis, which have no fear of human beings whatsoever and a peculiar obsession with rubber. Several Kia gathered on a railing to wait their turn to have a go at my sandals. Kia are notorious for stripping the rubber from car windscreens and wipers and generally trashing campsites. They are also ranked as among the most intelligent birds in the world if not the most intelligent, so it's a kind of mischievousness, I think. Here's one of the Kia on the railing, displaying its red underwings. Kia are actually fairly carnivorous, unlike most other parrots, and used to have a reputation for attacking live sheep. The farmers used to shoot Kia in large numbers, though the modern scientific thinking is that such attacks are rare and vastly outnumbered by ones that might have pecked at a carcass. On the odd occasion, even now, a Kia that has developed a taste for live sheep has been legally shot by government rangers though Kia have, otherwise, been absolutely protected since 1986. In flight, they do look a bit like eagles, which are known to go after lambs in Scotland and a few other places. So maybe the Kia were trying to eat my toes, now there's a sobering thought. Still, in spite of all the trouble they cause, 